All right, welcome back, everybody, to Pull Hook Golf, the podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cook. Mr. Bobby Brown happens to be in Japan this week, so you've got me this week, and we're going to do a pure rundown of just about everything going on right now in the world of golf. So first off, we're going to talk about the Arizona Skins League, which happens at Mountain Shadows every Tuesday during the day. Uh, We're going to talk about the Shriners Children's Open. We're going to get a nice little recap there. The upcoming Zozo Championship that's going on. That's where Bobby's going to be this week. I'll tell you all about that PGA Tour charter that he hopped on and flew over there Uh, we also got an update with the tgl league that's the tiger and rory indoor league so if you've been listening to the pull hook golf podcast you know what this league is all about because i've had the president of los angeles golf club on here Um, and then we're going to also get into the netflix first live event that they're going to do Um, that is a mixture we'll talk about that with two different sports We've got Live Golf Jetta. We're going to recap that one. That one was actually pretty exciting. I don't know how many of you watched uh, that in particular, but we'll talk about that. We'll cover the golf picks but louder uh, segment and then also the upcoming Live Golf Miami. Can't wait to get into that and start talking about that team event uh but first off i do want to give a shout out to swannies.co that is our show sponsor folks and if you want 25 percent off at swannies.co on your entire order put in promo code pullhookgolf25 at checkout and get yourself that 25% off rocking the swannies hat tonight as well as the very subtle the goat with the tiger marks it is a charcoal color has the black print on there so it is subtle but man it is sweet it's nice and comfy too i know they've got it in a uh in a sweatshirt, a hoodie as well. So definitely check out swannies.co. Use that promo code. So first off, let's talk a little bit about that Arizona Skins League, which, by the way, folks, I happen to participate in it today. Man, I was a bit rusty. It certainly has been a couple of months. Um, I've played intermittently throughout the past couple of months, but uh, just started training up last week after I got back from Vegas being in Vegas with Bobby and SH Kim and walking that practice round last week. Uh, once I got back, I started training a little bit and I wasn't actually planning on it, but I'm like, I reached out to a buddy of mine who uh, happens to know the ins and outs over there, Mountain Shadows. And sure enough, I asked him, I go, Hey, man, is the Arizona Skins League back up and running yet? And then I decided to check the Instagram account for him, and sure enough, this was the first week. So hopped in there, only made one birdie today, left a few on the edge. Um, not so bad overall, but, uh, you know, it wasn't great either. A lot of pars out there. Uh, but that Skins League, it's funny enough because Golf Digest happened to be out there today. They were out there covering the Arizona Skins League, so a lot of Corn Ferry players playing it, um, especially when uh, Waste Management comes around. Some PGA Tour players start to jump in there. I know I've seen Andrew Putnam out there uh, before, which uh, we'll talk about him coming up in the Zozo Championship but they were covering that entire story about the Arizona Skins League. It happens every Tuesday, so once again, just started this week and uh, will be going all the way through March. So um, even if, uh, you know, pay attention to it, they I believe their Instagram is AZ Skins League. Um, so if you want to check that out, certainly do so. Um, but it was pretty cool. I mean, it was my first experience with it. First time, you know, kind of getting those. I, I, haven't, I haven't played in tournaments in so long, so it was good to uh, get that uh that behind me so to speak with uh, just getting in there in an event being competitive a little bit and uh, it was a lot of fun so i'm looking forward to doing that every tuesday before the show um but that's my little shout out to the arizona skins league at mountain shadows again a lot of pros in there a lot of corn fairy pros pga tour pros uh come in from time to time like i said so um, definitely looking forward to some competitive skins uh, out there. Now, 
Next up is the Shriners Children's Open. Going to recap that because I was out there at the beginning of the week. I got to see the Monday qualifier that took place. We talked about that last week. Got to see uh, SH Kim inside the ropes. And I want to make a formal apology to everybody. I thought he was absolutely a lock, and I forgot that golf is golf. I mean, no matter anybody who is an avid golfer out there, you will know what I am talking about when you can be absolutely striping the ball, you could be putting beautifully, chipping, fantastic, and all of a sudden, one lapse in judgment or one bad swing, and all of a sudden, it can screw up your entire round, and that is exactly what happened to poor SH Kim. I mean, he was cruising along out there. Just pretty solid golf overall um, in his first round on Thursday, and then all of a sudden, the 10th hole came. Now, the 10th hole, you should have seen him in the practice round. Striped multiple drives right down the middle of the fairway. Um, he had multiple shots into that green onto the green. I mean, I think he missed two greens the entire day at that practice round that I was at. I was absolutely blown away by the game this kid has. And sure enough, that 10th hole, he, uh, granted, I'm going off of the tour cast. I have not talked to Bobby yet about it, so I'm interested to hear his take next week, hopefully once he's back from Japan. But man, that shot was right along the house line it looked like from the tour cast. Then his next shot, all of a sudden, it looked like it just went directly to the right. Um, who knows what ended up happening? I think maybe a hit off of a tree because there were some trees there and ended up out of bounds, um, I, I believe, anyways. So that's based off of the tour cast. He ends up making an eight on that particular hole. It's a par four tenth. And guess what, folks? Just couldn't recover for the rest of the uh, round. And then heading into the next round, um, he ends up shooting one under in his uh, next round and ends up missing the cut by two. Devastating. I said that he was an absolute lock because of the way that he was playing. But there you go. That is golf in a nutshell. If you do not realize that one bad golf swing at the professional level, especially on the PGA Tour, can set up your entire week um, poorly, well, there there you have it, folks. Um, so I'm interested to catch up with Bobby on that one. Um, hopefully next week, once we get him back on the show after he gets back from Japan, hopefully it is a great week this week for him and SH Kim. But Tom Kim. And this is what's funny. So Bobby was busting SH is his chops out there on Tuesday. He goes, Matt's big fan of Tom Kim. And so I'm like, thanks, Bobby, for throwing me under the bus. I I am a big fan of Tom Kim, uh, but you don't need to rub it into your guy's face there. Um, And sure enough, so Tom Kim, he comes out the gate slow at the Shriners. He said, you know, it was interesting being defending for the very first time um, at, at the same golf course. And certainly Koreans love not only Vegas, but they also love golf courses in Vegas. And Tom Kim, he did not disappoint, just kept trucking along, was very consistent throughout the week, ends up getting the win by one. Uh, But I do want to do a quick little, um, actually, before we get to the leaderboard rundown, I also want to mention that he happens to be, you might have seen this, um, before this episode on some of the social media and some of the news outlet outlets out there, golf channel and so forth, because they've been talking about this one pretty hard around him being the youngest golfer since Tiger Woods to win his third PGA tour event. Now this kid, he's got that moxie to him that I talk about with Jordan Spieth, for instance, used to have it. Um, there's a lot of guys that, early in their career before they have some challenges and those trials and tribulations, you know, some of these kids coming out, they have that moxie. I said it when Jordan Spieth first came out on tour, we ended up signing him to a golf simulator deal, which ended up working out beautifully because then he ends up winning the masters that year. Uh, But you see it out of guys and Tom Kim has it. I saw it last year at the Scottish open. 
Um, the Genesis Scottish Open, when all of a sudden on Sunday, he just couldn't miss. He just was absolutely clutched. Then we saw kind of the results that happened after that. Got his first PGA Tour win, President's Cup, and so on and so forth. And the the win at the Shriners, and now this year backing that up. And it is very, very impressive as to what Tom Kim has been able to do. And I expect to see a lot more of Tom Kim in the years to come. I, I don't know if he is, you know, the Tiger Woods-esque. Um, I think that's quite a reach, even with him being the youngest since um, Tiger Woods and defending his title um, for the first time. I mean, he's got a long ways to go in terms of just, you know, the experiences that he's going to have and the career that he's going to have. So I don't want anybody to get too, too excited saying, oh, you know, Paul Hook Golf is very high on Tom Kim. Let's go ahead and just put a bunch of money on him for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the year. I don't know. Uh, we will see uh, what Tom Kim ends up being. He certainly has the game, and when he gets it locked in, that kid is tough to beat. And he's got that moxie. He's got that clutchness to him. So um, certainly, I do expect to see some good things. But I've also seen that downturn a little bit this past year with him as well. Now. Let's talk about Lexi Thompson, which is the elephant in the room. She ends up playing great. And I really thought on Friday she was going to make the cut. She got to back to, I believe it was two under par. Cut line was at one under. She ends up finishing at, I believe, even par for the week. I don't have the leaderboard up in front of me. I probably should. Uh, but she ends up missing the cut by one, and she had a six-footer on the last in order to make the cut. But shout out to her because I didn't even know she was in the field. I mean, all the interviews, Bobby's very high on her in terms of he would have loved to caddy for her at Pebble this past year for the Women's U.S. Open, things along those lines. He's a very big fan of hers. And, you know, as we had that conversation last week, I was like, kind of, what's the big deal? And then I saw not only the press, they came along with it, with the media and everything, but the fans. The fans in Vegas represented. They went out there and they were following her throughout that Friday round. I mean, it would have been incredible to see her play the weekend, but for what she was able to do out there was pretty impressive. And she was hitting the ball a long way. I mean, it is Vegas. It is hot. It is also at elevation. So when you're seeing a drive of 300 yards, I mean, at sea level, that's probably only going about 285. But still, that's a long way for a woman to hit a golf ball. So Shout out to her. She played really, really well. She was striping the ball this week, and with all that pressure on her, that's pretty cool to see her perform at that level. And then, you know, we've got the leaderboard rundown, which I just want to throw out a notable, which is Cameron Champ. We have a Cameron Champ sighting. He actually got to the top of the leaderboard before his Saturday round, and then Saturday, it didn't go so hot. I mean, that Saturday round, let's take a look here. So Saturday, he ends up Cameron Champ. I believe it was a 74, if I'm not mistaken. Let's just double check real quick. So round three. Yeah, he shoots a three over 74, which puts him out of the tournament. But he ends up coming back on Sunday and shooting six under 65. So it was nice to see Cameron Champ playing well. Um, he's one in particular that, you know, there was a ton of hype around him coming out of school, coming out of the PGA tour. And it's just nice to see him having a good week. He ends up, uh, let's see. He ends up, uh, oh, my leaderboard went away here. Here we go. So Cameron champ, never mind. <laughs> I, I just lost the leaderboard here. Um, let's see if we can get it back real quick. So the leaderboard for the Shriners. Here we go. So Cameron Champ ends up tied for 18th. So not too bad. Ends up getting himself a top 20. Uh, Ludwig Oberg. So if you remember the little wager Bobby and I had, our penny bet from last week, I took that one. So Ludwig, 
He ends up with a nine under round on Sunday, projecting him all the way up to T13. He ends up at 16 under, but of course, this is the Shriners. This is Vegas. Guys go low there, and sure enough, the winner once again is at 20 under, which is Tom Kim. Uh, we do have, as we run down the leaderboard, second place ended up being Adam Hadwin, the Canadian Eric Cole, who's probably going to win Rookie of the Year now. Uh, I mean, he was pretty much a lock. SH was giving him a little bit of a run for his money up until the last two missed cuts at Sanderson Farms and then the Shriners Children's Open. You've got uh, Alex Norin in there as well at T3, um, JT Poston, Taylor Pendrith. Bo Hostler is T seventeen or T seven at seventeen under. Cam Davis, Jason Hadley, Joel Damon, uh, Celinda, Cage Lee. Wow, lot of lot of great scores out there this week um, for the Shriners. And again, that penny bet, Bobby. I apologize, buddy. I I dominated you there, and I didn't want to because I was really pulling for SH this past week. I mean, I threw it out there. Once again, folks, I apologize for saying easy money SH Kim last week. Uh, but the guy's swinging it well. He's got the flat stick starting to work a bit. However, that was the one thing that I saw in the tour cast and everything. Granted, we're going to have to get a direct take from Bobby next week to recap on SH over the past two weeks because I didn't get a chance to uh, talk to Bobby before he flew over to Japan. But let's do talk about the upcoming Zozo Championship in Japan. So Bobby and SH, they jumped on the PGA Tour charter. I was asking Bobby, I'm like, you know, are you going to be able to sleep on there? Do they do they end up turning into beds and everything? He goes, Matt, it's a trip to Japan. <laughs> it is going to be exhausting. Uh, they ended up getting in because I believe the charter ended up leaving on Monday morning. So they end up getting in on Tuesday, Japan time. So it is going to be an exhausting week. Some of the guys that weren't in the field ended up going over there earlier. Um, so that whole situation, expect some of the guys coming from Shriners to be a little tired. Now, some of them are playing really well. That carries over. The adrenaline carries over. So we shall see as far as uh, that is concerned for this week at the Zozo. But the defending champion at Zozo is Keegan Bradley. And folks, He's got something to prove, man, because being left off of that Ryder Cup team, he is bitter, he is upset, and he loves Japan. I mean, he's been doing some interviews recently about the Zozo and being the defending champion, and he's talking very highly about the Japanese fans, small towns there in Japan. So look out for Keegan Bradley to do something again. And remember last year, that Ricky Fowler and Andrew Putnam, Andrew Putnam, I was mentioning his name earlier. He was at a Arizona Skins League um, or last year. And so he ended up finishing second alongside Ricky Fowler last year. So Ricky, that was just about when Ricky was getting his game really back into shape, working with Butch Harmon again. And I, I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm a little excited about Ricky Fowler this week as well. But don't be surprised if we don't see defending champion number two, two weeks in a row, Tom Kim at the Shriners, Keegan Bradley at the Zozo, because once again, Keegan Bradley, I mean, you don't need much more motivation than being left off of that Ryder Cup team and then seeing that Ryder Cup performance. So Keegan Bradley is definitely going to go out there and, in my opinion, play really well this week. Now, it's golf, so no matter whether you want to play great or play or not, I mean, it really just comes down to hitting the shots and not making those mistakes. I do think that SH is going to have a good week as well, uh, which, truth be told, that is going to be those penny bets. I mean, Bobby... I'm going to call your penny bet right now because I know who you would have gone with this week. You're going you're going to go with SH Kim cuz you and SH, you know how well he's playing right now and it is an anomaly for what happened last week. So, I fully look for him to bounce back. There is no cut this week and certainly there is 16 of the top 50 players in the world, some of the notable names 
that are out there is obviously Keegan Bradley, who's defending champion. You got Ricky Fowler, who I mentioned, Xander Shoffley, Colin Morikawa, Adam Shank, Sungjae Im, Nick Taylor, Emiliano Grillo, and Taylor Moore. You've also got uh, Hideki Matsuyama. Lots of great players out there this week at the Zozo. And I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler for my pick this week in the penny bet. We're going to see if Bobby's going to accept this or not because I just threw in SH for him because I know, once again, SH is playing fantastic golf, and Bobby would have, well, he would have, he would not have had the first pick of our penny bets this week. So I would have had Ricky Fowler, and I bet you anything he would have gone with SH Kim this week because, once again, it's only a matter of time until SH really breaks through. And guys, I was right there with him. Walking last week on Tuesday, watching every single shot he hit from right up close and personal. I mean, shit, I was carrying around his GC quad the entire time. My right arm is massive right now because of carrying that thing around. I was looking at the numbers. I was also just watching his golf swing. And as a former instructor, I'm sitting there going, this thing, and Bobby's mentioned it before. He's like, if you want to teach your kid a golf swing, it is SH Kim because he is just textbook. I mean, it is so pure, and he works the ball both ways. I think he gets a little bit in between from time to time. That's the only thing that I really saw, at least from the tour cast, is concerned. And every once in a while um, during the practice round, I would notice that, you know, he would hit it. He likes to hit draws with his irons, but when he hit that fade, came up a little bit too short on some shots. Um, that ended up, I mean, if the pin was in the back, short front or short middle, um, those type of things. So, again, SH. I'm high on you this week, too, so we shall see. I think that's going to be a pretty good little penny bet. But, again, don't don't, um, don't cross off Keegan Bradley this week of being the defending champion. And then, again, Andrew Putnam, he had a great year last year. Um, it's quietly, very, very quietly, but he likes this course. It certainly plays into his game, and I could see him having another good week this week as well. All right, let's go ahead and uh, move into the TGL update because I had the president, Neil Hubman, of Los Angeles Golf Club. So if you don't know, now you're about to know there's franchises that have been purchased. Okay, so you've got LAGC, which is Los Angeles Golf Club. You've got Boston, which has been purchased by the Fenway Group. You've got New York, which is Steve Cohen, who is the Mets owner of the New York Mets baseball team. You've got um, also in Atlanta, Arthur Blank. You've got, oh gosh, who else is on there as well? Uh, I'm going to have to check myself, and I'll get back to you guys next week on that one. But let's run through the players because the list of players playing in the TGL has been solidified. So this is an update today that just finished up. TGL just released the last name. So clearly it's Tiger and Rory's league that they've created. It is an indoor golf league. So this is going to be teams of three. There's going to be each franchise is going to have their set group of players. The stadium has now been sponsored by SoFi. So there's going to be one Stadium that is going to be down in Florida in uh, Palm Beach Gardens, not too far from Jupiter. So you got Tiger Woods, obviously. So that's going to be, I mean, a fan favorite right there, right off the bat, that Tiger Woods is playing in this. Now, just to give you guys a little bit of insight here, Tiger has been using this golf simulator for the past seven years. So he is very familiar with the software. He is very familiar with the technology. And if there's anything with indoor golf technology, now it is just about as realistic as being outside. However, each technology has their little corks to it. So I think Tiger in particular is going to have a big advantage there. Rory McIlroy is in this. Uh, John Rahm. So John Rahm also put in one of these golf simulators not that long ago. Um, so he'll have some experience with it. 
You've got Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, Colin Morikawa, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Justin Rose, Xander Shoffley, Max Homa, Adam Scott, Billy Horschel, Tyrell Hatton, or Terrell. You got Tommy Fleetwood. You got Shane Lowry, Tom Kim, who we were just talking about. So he was one of the more recent ones. Keegan Bradley, Sahith Thagala, Cameron Young, Patrick Cantley, Wyndham Clark, Minwoo Lee, Kevin Kisner, and Lucas Glover. So that sums up the entire roster for the TGL League. Now, I would love it if any of you heard that list of players and believed that there was somebody left off of this group that definitely send us a DM, tag us in something on social media, uh, because this is a pretty well-rounded crew I mean, I was def- I was not surprised by really anybody on that list. I love that some of the European guys are in there as well. So I wonder if there is going to be a European franchise. That would be interesting to see if that comes to fruition because there's quite a few of them on this list, on this roster in particular. But again, that's going to be pretty cool. I'm pumped for it. I'm going to see if we can't get some more of the franchises to uh, do interviews with us. So I'm going to start uh, reaching out here over the weeks to come to see if we can get even more insight from the different franchises, um, tap into some of our resources around the TGL. But really excited about that. And I'm telling you, I, I know there's some people out there especially on social media and on Twitter that are like, oh, this isn't going to be very good. It's just an indoor golf league. I got to tell you, this is going to be a stadium effect, and it's going to be very realistic. I can tell you right now the competitiveness will get going, and I just think the format and everything that they're going to do is going to be f- pretty fantastic. So, um Granted, I don't say pretty fantastic all that often. I don't know where that came from. Felt it from the heart, okay? Uh, But that being said, let's also talk a little bit about Netflix. So Netflix with their full swing series. I actually saw them. I forgot to mention this last week. I saw them, which granted, they just had their one videographer out there. Apparently, they're just doing one videographer for some of the smaller, um, and I shouldn't say smaller, but some of the guys that are going in between Corn Ferry and the PGA Tour trying to do some Monday qualifiers. So for this one was Wesley Bryan. Wesley Bryan did not qualify in the Monday qualifier for the Shriners, but he played in the Monday qualifier. And sure enough, there was the Netflix full swing rep kind of following him around afterwards, talking to him um, as he was kind of zipping up his bag and everything to head out of there. But that will be pretty interesting as a whole because they're no longer just doing all the top guys. You know, my big complaint was, all right, I get it. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, not really that realistic for the majority of the guys on the PGA Tour that these guys are flying around in their private jet, you know, having a great time, just the two of them. The real golf and the real stories and the interesting stories really come from the guys that are grinding, that are struggling. I mean, I would love to even see some of the mini tour guys that are just, you know, grinding away. They have $100 to their name and they need to make a cut in a mini tour in order to survive. I mean, those are the ones that I've talked about on this particular podcast and talked in particular about how difficult it is, especially mentally and how guys just, they grind just to continue to play. When Mikey Perez was one of the co-hosts on the show at the beginning of this podcast, you know, he was trying to come back and play again after knee replacement surgery and everything. And we went out and played in, in an event while well, he played an event. I was basically caddying for him, um, kind of just riding around in the golf cart because for these mini tour events are just different. And then you got guys that 
literally you can see they haven't showered in a couple days. Like they, they've been staying in hotel rooms. They're just grinding away and, you know, they're on their last leg in terms of being able to con- like still be out there and compete. So it is, those are the interesting stories, but I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see the crossover from guys that were previously on the PGA tour. You know, they went down to the corn ferry. They're trying to get their card back and that grind as to what happens and everything that goes into it. These are the stories that I want to hear. I know the Monday qualifier um, or the Monday Q Twitter account does a really good job. He was out there. Apparently I didn't end up running into him um, out in Vegas, but he was out there and sure enough, like there's these stories that are out there and they're really cool. So if you get a chance, definitely tune into some of those um, stories. Whenever you hear about mini tour pros and stories around that, I mean, that's where the real golf really happens. And I was even talking to somebody today out at the skins league, and talking about how, you know, some of the outlaw tour events, gateway tour events back in the day, it's tougher to play in those and do well than to even play on the corn Ferry tour. And some people may balk at that, but these guys, they've played these golf courses. They're like, some of them are members at these clubs and they know it comes back around to their club. And these guys shoot 60, 61, And then you'll see some of these rounds, 61, 62, 63 for their three days. And you're just like, what in the hell? And I used to see it on the Butch Harmon Vegas tour back in the day. There was one guy who just dominated that tour because he lived in Vegas. I believe he went to UNLV and just dominated that particular tour because he knew all the golf courses like the back of his hand played them all the time and then as soon as he would get an exemption into a tour event or nationwide at the time is what it was um he just would i I don't think he ended up breaking 80 i'm not going to drop his name in here but i don't think he broke 80 at any of those events that he got sponsorships into or exemptions into And that just blows my mind as far as how can you go and play on these mini tours and play at such a level and shoot, I mean, 61, 62, 62 for a three-day event and then go out and not be able to break 80. It's kind of nuts that how mental this sport really is. Um, But going back to the Netflix side of things with Full Swing, um, they do have, they're going to have their very first live sporting event in Las Vegas at the Wind Golf Club, and it was just announced today um, around this live sporting event. It is going to be called the Netflix Cup. Just pulling up some information here about it as well, uh, because this is this is intriguing. I mean, I'm not. I don't know because they're they're doing a parlay. Okay, so if you're a betting person, gonna know what I mean by a parlay. But Formula One, if you've heard, they are coming to Las Vegas. They are doing Formula One around the strip. Everybody in Las Vegas is talking about it because it is a multi-year project. Um, They're coming this November where if you're staying in a hotel, you can't even walk out to the sidewalk without spending $500. And it's just, it's going to be intriguing to say the least, but they are parlaying that event and bringing in some of the formula one drivers because they have the documentary and this is how the whole full swing came about with the PGA tour is they had the drive to survive. So that was the formula one documentary series that they did. Um, And then they obviously followed that up with golf, trying to introduce people to golf. And now there's going to be an event where they are mixing the two. So trying to see if I have the list of players up here, but it's, I mean, I noticed Justin Thomas is going to be a part of it. There were some other names in there as well. And then obviously some of the formula one guys, I'm not that to me, the whole, the match, the capital won the match and everything. It was cool to begin with. I know some people absolutely love this stuff, but when it was the, a PGA Tour pro and a, a another athlete. It was funny at times. I just don't know how well this is going to parlay, but I'm not going to be a hater on it. I mean, I'm certainly going to watch it, and we're certainly going to commentate on it. So 
We shall see, as I like to say. All right. Now to one of my favorite segments in the entire world. I love it when we get to talk live golf. (laughs) It is one of my favorite pastimes, whether I'm shitting on it or loving it. Um, It just really depends. I know Bobby oftentimes, um, I mean, we're both fans of it, so to speak. So whether we love to kind of shit on it or not, that that's a whole nother point. But um, I always kind of look at the league itself from a business standpoint, but then also in the teams and how much it's kind of like creating excitement because I do like the team aspect to live golf. And that's why I'm really pumped about this TGL league. Uh, but with live golf, Jenna, a total of 500 people were out there. That is not factual, but it certainly seemed that way because it was actually a good event. Brooks Kepka jumped out. I mean, he had an epic day on Saturday. So, of course, they start on Friday and on Sunday. Three days, 54 holes, live golf. Um, and with that, he really didn't get anything going on Sunday. And guess who did? The international sensation. Now, granted, he is American, but he only wins on international soil, and that is Taylor Gooch. He's won three times this year, and not in America. They've been all international wins. And he was absolutely on fire at Jeddah. Something lit a spark under his ass because he came out and just absolutely dominated on Sunday up until... His last putt, which in regulation, he had a chance to put it away. Uh, Granted, it wasn't like it was a four-footer or anything. It was like a 12, 15-footer, but left it short and low. Um, And that being said, it opened up the door for Brooks Kepka to birdie his last hole, which happened to be the par 5 18th. Sure enough, he does just enough to get into the playoff. Um, I believe... Kepka, he started off at 12 and they ended up finishing up at 14 under. So Kepka two under where Teller Gooch came all the way from want to say like five or six under in order to have a huge comeback and get into that. Yeah, he shot eight under in his final round. Brooks Kepka two under. So that being said, they end up in a playoff. And in that playoff, they play eight the 18th hole twice. Unfortunately for Taylor Gooch in the, so they both birdie the first, uh, first playoff hole of 18. Then they go back, play it again. It is a par five. There's water down the left. Taylor Gooch hits a beautiful shot. So you really can't shit on Taylor Gooch in that moment because he hit a beauty Right at the flagstick, little draw. The wind was obviously blowing from right to left, and it just was a little bit too short. It started to roll up onto the green and then off the green and into the water. So sure enough, Brooks Kepka has just a clear path victory. He actually hit his second shot onto the green, kind of bailing a little bit out to the right, but catches the right side of the green. And then from there, Brooks does what Brooks does. I mean, Brooks almost made that eagle putt, but then ends up tapping in for his birdie. Taylor Gooch had a chance from just off the green in order to make his birdie because he dropped and that water was so close to the green that he had a putt at it and just didn't look like a great stroke at it. Um, Ends up missing it on the low side so that always tells you did he hit a good putt or not if he misses it on the low side probably not and taylor gooch did miss it on the low side which you hate to see it but taylor gooch ends up taking the individual championship so this was live golf jetta was the final tournament of the regular season and sure enough taylor gooch takes the victory, and he took it. He snatched it away from Cam Smith, which Cam Smith did not play well in the final couple of events coming down the stretch. So I don't know what's going on with him, but he did not look good out there at all. I mean, that swing just looked off. His putting still looks great, 
but he did have a three putt in there. It just, it wasn't a solid golf tournament for Cam Smith, which you don't want to see that because Cam Smith, he is a fan favorite. I love Cam Smith. I mean, definitely one of the coolest dudes walking around. One of the nicest dudes too, I've heard, um, but got the mullet going and everything. He's flowing in the breeze, but he was wearing the grandpa socks this week. I don't, I don't approve of the grandpa socks, the white, socks that come up to about calf high. Maybe it's because I have big calves that I can't really wear those socks, never have. So I'm not sure, but it kind of looked like a grandpa style out there. Just wasn't really feeling it for Cam Smith as far as the style is concerned. Taylor Gooch had his uh, his Air Jordan 1s, the purple ones. Those look pretty sweet. And what's interesting, folks, is that, and I, I kept looking very closely to see if I could see, but he has spikes on those because I believe, and somebody out there for them is doing this, is doing the conversion of the Air Jordan 1s and putting the Zoom Golf uh, bottoms on them. I believe that is what uh, Taylor Gooch has on those because the the bottom portion didn't look the same as the, you know, the, the kind of the mold that goes onto the bottom of the Air Jordan golf shoes. Um, so look out for that. I, I don't know. That, that's just a little side note there. Um, Harold Varner ends up finishing third in the, uh, just for the Live Golf Jetta. Scott Vincent. So this dude who is on the, one, one of the worst teams. Let's, let's see. Let's see where the teams are. I don't, I don't know if I can get the full, no, it just looks like I have Jetta here. So the the Ironheads have been continually one of the worst teams in there. It's got Kevin Na, Danny Lee, Siwa Kim that we absolutely love because he's a cheat code for the worst player on there. And then Scott Vincent. And Scott Vincent was in that relegation uh, area. So the last four guys were due for relegation that they're going to be out of live golf. They're going to have a chance to qualify again, I guess to get back in, but there's going to be a qualifier, so on and so forth. But with that, Scott Vincent goes out there and ends up finishing fourth. I mean, kudos to that dude. He is safe from relegation. Then you got Sergio up there, Dustin Johnson. And here's the thing. We're talking about all the individual players here, right? This is supposed to be all about the teams, which was always the problem that I've had with Live Golf from the beginning is that you're still very much so focused on the individual players rather than just the teams. But the Fireballs, I believe this is one of their first victories. So they finished at 34 under, Range Goats finished second, and then I made the mistake last week where I let Bobby take the, um, why do I keep blanking on their names? The Ironheads. That was my team for the longest time. I could have just been a savage and kept taking them. I went with Cleeks, and they finished freaking third. God damn it, Cleeks. Making me look bad over here. Graham McDowell, Martin Keimer. I mean, it was only a matter of time until Keimer got healthy and they started playing better. But shit, why'd it have to be now? So Bobby takes that one for the golf picks, but louder, which is where we always do the worst team, worst player. And then guess what, folks? I really got let down with the cheat code this week. You knew it had to happen once. And Bobby started getting smart with his pick because he went with Chase Kepka. And guess where Chase Kepka finished? Last place. So Siwon Kim beats him by four shots at plus two. Chase Kepka plus six. Fucking disappointed, man. That one really, that one hurt because I'm like, shoot, I just lost those two. And then on top of that, remember, we had a side bet as well that was a thousand penny bet for who was going to take the individual championship for Live Golf. Bobby won Taylor Gooch. Bobby won. I 
I couldn't believe it. Cam Smith, once again, played terrible. And let's see, where did Cam Smith finish? He was down there. 25th. Oh, that's just brutal, Cam. Oh, and then you, you look out there, and I love Live Golf because they – not only and and last week we talked about the embellishments, right? That live golf just embellishes everything. Best league on the planet, way better than the PGA Tour. We've got the best golfers in the world. Nobody's even close. We deserve OWGR points, which I don't disagree with, but it's all this over the top bravado and just embellishment of everything. It's like a bad sales rep or a bad car dealer. It's like over-the-top selling, selling, selling. It's like being sold a Honda Civic that is literally like being told that it's as good as a Lamborghini. And you're just sitting there going, wait a second. This doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And there's just something inside of you that's like, this isn't genuine. It's not authentic. Well, I will say this. When it comes to Live Golf and Jetta, they were pumping in the crowd noise. Because unless they had like five people that were just doing it like on the side, like, yeah, because they wouldn't pan to the crowd because there was no crowd. But there was like one pull away view and you saw a couple a couple people from Saudi Arabia all up in the garb and everything. And then you had a couple fans like in the boxes, they pan out to the cores and you're seeing the entire hole and there's nobody. There is absolutely fucking nobody. So I don't know who was cheering or where they had that microphone, but it was not. It was not just a mic that was out there. That's for sure. So pumping in. So kudos. I mean, you guys don't stop. The embellishments are crazy. Once again, it's like a bad salesman or a car dealership that's really bad that's trying to over-the-top sell you. But, man, that one to me, I'm just like, where is this crowd? Where is this noise coming from? And then it, like, pans out to people, and they're not even clapping. They're just literally just standing there watching Brooks Kempka win. Uh, so it has to be a little bit of a letdown. I mean, they weren't even like that excited at the end in terms of like winning because Taylor Gooch is going to get a boatload of money. You know, Brooks Kepka ends up making it into the top three uh, for the season. So he ends up getting another four million bucks. And he was all he was like, oh, I didn't even know. So there's that. Right. Well, let's move into live golf. Miami, which is the team event. This is where only the team matters. However, the individuals are still going to end up playing and being kept track of and everything. So, yeah, let's talk about the teams. Strongest team coming in, four aces. Four aces won it last year. They won in Miami. I don't know. I don't know if the four aces, because they have not been playing great. Dustin Johnson, he finished sixth last week. Um, You had, I mean, Patrick Reed hasn't really played great. Um, Peter Uline hasn't been the greatest lately. I mean, he had a good year last year, has not been great this year. Or I'm sorry, had a great earlier in the year. He was great. And then he kind of has faded away. Pat Perez, I mean, Pat Perez is, hasn't played well um, pretty much all season. He Actually, he started off pretty hot, which I think that's how they're still in the lead from a team standpoint. So they in particular, and I'm just going to take a look here. Let's look at the standings. I just found their standings on their website. So the four aces. They've got 192 points. You've got Crushers, GC, which that is Bryson D. Shambuzel. Uh, 186. You've got Torque GC, which is Mito Pereira and the young guys, Joaquin, Neiman, and all those uh, at 183. And then my range goats, 
Come on, baby. Best logo in the entire Live Golf League. 179 points. So it looks like it really comes down to those four teams. I don't really see anybody else competing for this. I mean, it's going to come down to those four, and let's see if the four aces can get their shit together in Miami and actually play some good golf as a squad. Um, They need to because I watched the uh, Instagram uh, little clip of Pat Perez talking shit to all of the Torque GC guys as they were hitting shots into a par three, and it's just like, man, if you're going to talk that much crap, <laughs> you need to pack it up at least a little bit, man. So hopefully for him, uh, the four aces come out and play well. I mean, he actually played pretty well in the team championship last year in Miami at Durrell, the Trump Durrell. So we shall see how that all pans out. But I'm pulling for the range goats, man. I'm sticking to my team. I'm sticking to the range goats. I don't know who Bobby would have picked. Um for the team if we were trying to pick who we thought was going to win it all i bet he would actually go with the four aces even though he has that hatred for pp and uh for the uh four aces but yeah i would probably say he'd probably go there or torque gc i don't know so we're not going to do that bet the bet that we are going to do i am going to let him have his which guess who is in dead last Ironheads GC. So I'm going to let him have Ironheads GC and I'm going to let him have C1 Kim. Okay. Because I know he would go right back to C1. C1 has been an absolute cheat code for last place. I am going to go with the Majestics GC, which happened to be second to last right now. So they are, just seven points ahead of the iron heads in the standing. So I'm going to go majestics and let's take a look at the players here. So player wise, and I'm looking at the drop zone too. So this is quite interesting. I will, uh, I'll bring this up in a second, but I am going to go. Oh man, this is tough. I'm going to go Jedediah Morgan. I know that's not his name, but we have been saying it for so long that I can't stop now. We are going to go Jedediah Morgan. That is my pick for golf picks. But louder. Bobby, you are defaulted to see one Kim, who is dead last, by the way. He doesn't have a single point. He has zero points. What's crazy about this relegation is that there's only four guys getting relegated, right? So you got C1 Kim, you got Chase Kepka, you got James Piat Piat. Gosh, I really need to learn his name, but I mean he's being relegated, so I probably won't have to say it next year, which is why I haven't learned it this year. And then we got good old Jedediah Morgan. I'm gonna miss Jedediah Morgan, and I know Bobby and I are gonna miss C1 Kim. But Chase Kepka and Piat Piat Poot Piat Piat. I don't know. That, those are the four. But you know what's crazy is that Martin Keimer, now granted Martin Keimer was injured for the first three events of the year, but he's played in every other one. He's exempt, and he's in 49th place. So he's a captain, so he's exempt. And then guess who else is exempt? Lee Westwood. Man, that is that is tough stuff for Jedediah Morgan, James Piat. Chase Kepka and Siwon Kim. So I don't know what their qualification looks like if they've got a chance to come back, but we shall see. So there you have it, folks. Golf picks. Palada. Bobby's going to have Siwon Kim and the, uh, I keep wanting to call them the Nine Irons, the uh, Iron Heads. And then I've got for the last place individual and team. So I've got Chase Kepka and I got the Majestics. So there you have it, folks. Live Golf Miami coming up this weekend. Team event. Long flight for those guys, but they're probably flying first class just like Bobby and uh, the PGA Tour charter heading over to Japan. But that wraps it up this week. I mean, we covered a lot tonight as a solo show. I am not only exhausted, but 
I can feel from talking this entire hour that I just have like that feeling in the back of my throat that's like sandpaper. So we talked about the Arizona Skins League at Mountain Shadows, Shriners Children's Open. We recapped that upcoming Zozo Championship. We talked about that in Japan. The TGL has finalized their roster. Netflix is going to have their first live sporting event where they are mixing Formula One and the some of the guys from Full Swing. Um, and then Live Golf Jetta recap. We had to recap that with the 500 fans that, that were out there. And then you've got the upcoming Live Golf Miami, which is the team event. Whew. What a show. Once again, folks, swannies.co. I've got to give them another shout out here because, man, they they have sent me some good stuff. This hat in particular, I have beaten the crap out of this hat. You would have seen me wearing this hat in Vegas last week. It has traveled with me. I have crunched it up. It still looks great. I get compliments on it. Everybody asked me, hey, where'd you get that hat? I'm like, Swannies. What's Swannies? Well, Swannies. They're saving the universe by, you know, recycling materials, putting them into their golf shirts. The golf shirts are phenomenal. Hat is phenomenal. I I do. I love their hats. I mean, I've got a bunch of them now. I've got some golf attire. I've got the black, the goat with the tiger stripes for the shirt. So Golf 25 is the promo code. Once again, Promo code PullHookGolf25 at Swannies.co. Get yourself 25% off your entire order. Whew. That was that was something. Bobby, I miss you, buddy. This message, public service announcement. Bobby, don't do me like this again. They, he told me in Vegas, he was like, hey, Japan, I don't think it's going to work out for me to be able to come onto the podcast next week. And sure enough... I, I asked him for some videos, you know, I granted it happens. It happens to the best of us. So Bobby, I hope you have a great week, man, with SH Kim. Absolutely crush it out there this week. I'm pumped for you guys, pulling for you guys, and just know that you were missed this week. And uh, I can't wait to have you back as my co-host next week. But folks, also Keep an eye out these next couple of weeks because I've put together quite the team and there may be some rumblings in the weeks, months to come around a little bit of a comeback out of myself uh, because I've put together a great team. I've done some interviews recently with a mental performance coach um, that I have brought on and hired also have my golf fitness uh, trainer who is the golf fitness pro Mr. Andrew Hannon I have an interview with him that I recently did um, where we talk about Wyndham Clark who he has trained but we've been training together for uh, just over a year now and then my golf instructor Mike Crea who is part of the tour striker family and uh, looking forward to I'm actually seeing him tomorrow morning we're going to get some work in and uh, yeah, stay tuned because there is going to be a team series figured with the Ryder Cup ending uh, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, as we're starting to build this out, um, I've got that team put together and looking forward to if you guys know anybody that wants to sponsor a, uh, a an old guy trying to play golf once again. Um, let me know or shoot us a DM on our Instagram account. But looking forward to that going to be reaching out to some sponsors and so forth so yeah can't wait looking forward to it it's going to be a lot of hard work and i'm documenting the entire journey more to come on that though we're not going to make a full announcement on that until probably the beginning of next year so without further ado folks this wraps up oh and guess what this was episode number 86 of the pull hook golf podcast so that wraps up this one solo matt cook can't wait for bobby to come back i will see everybody next week have a good one